0: And welcome in to this week's edition of Gator Bites here on the 1010XL.com podcast network. Ryan the Hacker Green with you, joined by Denny Thompson. Denny, there is a lot going on in the recruiting circles, on the basketball court, really all over at the University of Florida. Uh, First and foremost, I want to say congratulations to you on your radio show, the Sports Den here at 1010XL Radio in Jacksonville. You had Carson Beck. In studio with you on Monday night, Uh, Carson Beck announced on your program that he had decommitted from Alabama, that uh, you actually went on the visit with him to Gainesville to tour the Gator facilities as well. Let Gator fans that are listening to Gator Bites know just how the whole Carson Beck situation came about.
1: What, the decommitment?
0: The decommitment, the visit to Florida, the whole ball. The visit
1: to Florida has been in the works for a while. Really, the Florida recruitment heated up. I'm gonna say six weeks ago, somewhere around that time frame.
0: Um, take us back to the beginning. He was a Gator baseball. He was a commit.
1: Gator baseball commit, which actually probably hurt him as a f- as a football commit early on, because Carson Carson is a elite baseball player. Was an elite bay. He's done with baseball. He's not even playing in high school uh, anymore. But was an elite baseball player, and and you're going to an elite baseball program, and so early on when Carson kind of bust into the scene with football it was it was just like anything else I mean it was hey this is a baseball guy at Florida right it's it's I don't know you know football no we had baseball Florida just come off a national championship stuff like that um, and so I think you know early on Carson's thought was well I need to kind of break away from the University of Florida to get this baseball stuff out of the way he, he is a his football's his passion And honestly, I don't say this with many kids. Most kids that have the baseball-football dilemma that we train, I tell them, lean towards baseball. Carson is is first-round material in football.
0: Now, Carson Beck, the quarterback of the Mandarin Mustangs, led them to an 8A state championship. Had been committed to Alabama for quite some time. I thought it was fascinating on your show on the Sports Den, Carson Beck earlier this week, Basically laid out a phone call he made <laughs> to Nick Saban to Nick Saban yeah. to decommit. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Saturday night after the Florida visit, again, the timing was 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 coincidental. Like it, it it wasn't meant to be Florida visit. Nick Saban. He had tried to call Coach Saban earlier in the week, had texted with him, stuff like that. But didn't want to do it over text. Didn't want to. He wanted to talk to Coach Saban and wanted to 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 be a man and say, Coach, this is where I'm at. And the other thing that was important to him. And the reason really why he came on the sports team, take you behind the scenes of how that all came about, was he didn't want to write the note on Twitter. Because in his mind, like that didn't do Alabama justice. He wanted to be able to verbalize to Alabama fans and, and to the world that, listen, Alabama's still a player in this. I just didn't want to be out here taking all these other visits committed to Alabama, and I want to take the other visits. So mm-hmm. I want to see what else is out there. Alabama's still very much a player. And I think the respect between Coach Sabin and the Beck family and the way they've all handled this, you, you, you could tell that on the phone conversation. This wasn't a, oh, you're decommitting, we'll bump you, right? This, this was, Carson, I respect this, and, and, and we, we, we're we happy you're going to go look, but we hope ultimately you end up back at, at Alabama.
0: Now, you and I talked about this on the uh, 1010XL.com Preps podcast earlier on this week. The decommitment from Alabama did coincide with the visit to Florida. And I, like you, got numerous text messages. I got my Gator friends all in a tizzy. They're all excited, saying, wait a minute. He's decommitting from Alabama. He just visited Florida. They're connecting the dots. And those are easy dots to right. connect, I guess, if you don't know the story. Not to poo-poo that, but basically what you're saying is Florida's in play, but don't read too much into the timing of the decommitments.
1: That timing, there's absolutely, if you're reading anything into the timing, it's completely coincidental. Okay, completely Co- coincidental. Completely, like it was literally when Carson got done at Florida is when he was able to connect with coach Saban. That that conversation had been trying to happen for several days before.
0: That is Denny Thompson I'm the Hacker Ryan Green. This is Gator Bites on the 1010xl.com podcast network now. You went with Carson to Gainesville, was able to tour some of the facilities, interact with the coaches. What did you take away? Not so much Carson, but what did you, Denny Thompson, take away from your time in Gainesville this past Saturday? Yeah,
1: so I, I, uh, I know the coaching staff there fairly well. So I, I, the reason I went is because Carson and his dad wanted me to go. And I don't normally go to these things, but I thought, okay, if I'm going to go, then I just want to kind of get a feel for where the program is because it's hard for us to do that. Um, but when you see these guys in their element, a couple things. One, that coaching staff is amazing. The coaching staff that Dan Mullen has put together, Torian Gray, wow. Wow. That's the dude. Like like he is, you can tell the passion for his work for just kids and for football just in a two minute conversation with him.
0: And of course he replaced Charlton Warren right. as a defensive backs coach.
1: Right. And uh, Coach Johnson, the quarterback coach who was a quarterback at Utah, um, is 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 an amazing guy. But but I want to spend my time on Mullen here because the presence that Mullen has is different than a lot of other coaches. It's like, it's it's the the word is presence. Like the, that's that's actually the word is. There's an aura. Chris Beck, Carson's dad, used that last night. There's an aura about him that when he walks into the room, he's not trying to be anybody. He's not. He's not. There's no sizzle. He's not talking about any other programs. Not one time in the whole day did I hear him bring up any other program. Um, it's all about Florida and the Gator standard. And the Gator standard, in his mind, is you know, completely on the field, off the field. This is what the Gator standard is going to be. And if you can't live up to that standard, then you need to go somewhere else. And he was very upfront with parents and with kids that, that we're going to work the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. When you leave here, you, you will have worked harder than you have ever worked in your life. So don't come here. Don't let us wanting you here fool you into thinking that when you get here, it's going to be all fun and games. You know, if you want to play in that stadium, you're going to earn that right to do it. Very Urban Meyer-esque. If people will think Urban Meyer and they think kind of this, I don't know, maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong. They they think kind of this, like, in the times type of guy. No, Urban Meyer is, and Nick Saban have a lot more in, in 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 common than you think. Like very tunnel vision guys. And, and that's, that's Dan Mullen. In the sense that I got, this is Dan Mullen's dream job. Dan, Dan Mullen's not interested in going anywhere else. Dan Mullen likes – he's got a vision for what he wants to do at Florida, and that vision, it is not an SEC championship. It is not an SEC East championship. It is a national championship.
0: Final question in regards to Carson Beck and the Gators. Got some other recruits to talk about with the University of Florida. You know Carson as well as anybody. I, I imagine most people do know this, the ones that are listening that don't. Denny is a quarterback – what's well, the proper... Uh, I train quarterbacks. Trained quarterbacks. Yeah. You're a quarterback yeah. guru, if yeah. you will. Well, I,
1: I'm not saying that. Before. Well, I'm saying that. Okay. I, I think
0: you do a great job. I know you're being modest. But you have trained Carson Beck, mm-hmm. and you have worked with Carson Beck for a long time, so you know Carson Beck personally and what he can do on the field. How would Carson's game, if 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 he were to go to Florida, how would his game translate into Mullen's offense?
1: It would translate really well. He De- Dan Mullen is. It's not important that he has a um, dynamic runner at quarterback. In his words, he wants a willing runner. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants. Is is if I, if I need two yards, I want a guy that's going to get it. Well, and we
0: kind of heard that with Felipe Franks last year, right? But need a willing runner.
1: And and I don't know if you've seen Carson lately, but you going to stand in front of that Joker for two yards? Was he six four two twenty? He measured six four and a half, 226 there. Whew. And there's no okay. fat on that kid. And and so I think. The comparable that I've heard a lot of people, and to be fair, Florida was the first to give this to me, um, is Andrew Luck.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Tom Lemming's another guy that I saw yeah. have the an Andrew Luck comparison. That's obviously very high praise, it,
1: and it's very true. Ever since Florida gave me that comparison, and this was months ago. Um, I've kind of watched him in training, and and he is very sneaky athletic. He moves really well. And from an arm talent standpoint, he's he's Trevor Lawrence-type arm talent. And I didn't think I would see that again for a long time, but Carson's developing into that. So, to answer your question, I, it doesn't just transition into Florida's offense. I think Carson's the kind of kid that you, you, you make your offense transition into his skill set if you can get him.
0: Now, that's the 2020 class. Of course, Carson Beck – about to become a senior at Mandarin High School, looking to defend that Mandarin 8A state championship. So the 2020 class, obviously, hey, Carson me, Beck's going to be a big, big factor for somebody. Let
1: me throw one thing out there for everybody: like all you Florida fans, you're going to focus on Florida Miami because you're going to draw the comparison or the draw the note of Dan, Eno's, Dan Enos at Alabama. Let me tell you the one that you better watch out for is I think George, I know. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, yeah. And and Jeff
0: Collins is making an impact. Listen,
1: there. ACC fans, y'all better get ready. Like they are doing, he has put together an all-star group of recruiters up there. He took Brent Key from Alabama. Yep. Uh, he's got Popovich, who has recruited Florida amazingly for three or four different schools. Um, they are making huge waves in the state of Florida, and that is that is one of the ones that Carson's very interested in.
0: All right, so Georgia Tech in the mix, Miami in the mix, the Gators. I know Alabama, obviously, still in the mix. So we'll see. About Carson Beck. That's 2020, Denny. 2019, National Signing Day. Now, we're not going to give predictions necessarily because some people may listen to Gator Bites after signing day and the hay will be in the barn and we don't want to be wrong or right. Ah, I will. We're recording this before <laughs> signing day. All right, well, if you want to throw your neck out there, there's four guys. We mentioned them last week uh, for Florida, I think. And, and certainly there's other guys, maybe. But there's four, there's the big four. There's Mark Anthony Richards. There's Kyrie Elam, there's Charles Moore, and there's Chris Bogle. Those are the four guys that Gator fans really need to keep your eye on on National Signing Day. Now, to be fair, Dan Mullen put the full-court press on Mark Anthony Richards. Mm -hmm. Flew to his high school in a helicopter, um, which I think impressed Mark Anthony Richards. That was the report. But I just, for the life of me, don't see Mark Anthony Richards going to Florida. I think that's an Auburn situation. I think that's a Miami situation. Situation. What is your thought on Mark Anthony Richards?
1: I don't think they get him. I think they get one. I, I, I think they end up with Kyrie Elam. Um, I don't, Moore
0: is going to Auburn?
1: Yeah, I think, I think Auburn and Alabama. Yeah, Charles take,
0: Moore was the Mississippi State commitment mm-hmm. um, that it looks like now things might have changed in the last couple of days to where Auburn is in play, Alabama is in play. Chris Bogle is an Alabama commitment. And, Denny, I'll give you credit. There was a lot of thought Florida may may turn him after Tasha Lapoy, the Bama DC, left to go to the NFL. You hear more and more talk as signing day approaches that Miami mm-hmm. is very much in play for Chris Bogle out of Fort Lauderdale.
1: Yeah, my, Miami has uh, they've done a good job. They've made up a lot of ground these last couple of uh, weeks, and I nothing will ever surprise me if a kid goes to Alabama at the last minute. But if I was going to bet, I would I would say Miami on Bogle. Um, and I think you know, a couple weeks ago, all Gator fans were like, "Oh, we could get all four. We could get all four. We could get all four. And just calm down. Like th- this isn't this isn't going to end up being the 2009 um, Urban Meyer class, right? Okay, that, if that's your standard, you're going to be a little bit disappointed. It's going to be a very good class. I mean, you get Elam. It keeps you in that same position, right around 10, 11, something. Why, why something do you like think that. they
0: get Kyrie Elam? Now, Kyrie Elam's a young man. It's Matt Elam's nephew, former Gator safety. Georgia still thinks they're in play for Kyer Elam. That really is the two, I think. It's a Florida Georgia battle for that young man a defensive back. Florida's got embarrassment of riches already at defensive back. You had Kyer Elam, that would be another one to throw out there. What makes you think Elam is going to go to Florida?
1: A couple things is Florida's always been high on his list. And a lot of times with these guys, I mean Georgia was high on his list and then they made the move with Coach Warren, brought him over there. Well, Florida counters that move and brings in a DB coach who's just as enthusiastic and just as passionate and and, and uh, just as charismatic. I think he seals it. I think, he's, I think he, he – because you don't have to go sell him. You just got to keep him. Georgia's in a, in a place where they got to sell him, right? They got to flip a kid, essentially. Florida's in the position of power there, and I think they made all the right moves to keep him. You know what's funny, Denny, is for all the
0: talk about Carson Beck and that's the 2020 class – You don't want to forget about Jalen Jones, who's already on campus in this 2019 class, the quarterback out of the state of Virginia. That's another man you saw at these quarterback camps throughout the Southeast. Jalen Jones on campus, enrolled, will participate in spring ball. He's another guy to watch part of this 2019 class. He's going to be competing with Emory Jones, going to be competing with Felipe Franks for some playing time at that quarterback position.
1: Yeah, I talked to him on Saturday, saw him and saw Emory. Um, Talked to both of them a while and and saw Felipe. Talked to him for a minute. Um, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this Gator podcast a little juice right here. Oh, all right. We love juice. Um, here's my thoughts on the quarterback position at Florida. Coming out of spring, there's a transfer. Coming out of spring, there's a big time transfer portal guy. Um, don't know who it's gonna be.
0: Transferring in or out? Out. Transferring out.
1: Yep. Yeah, don't know who it's going to be. Okay, but uh, I don't see them keeping those three in the quarterback room. Um, I know what they're trying to do at Florida. I, it, it's 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 probably not going to work. Jalen, Jalen may get lost in the shuffle here. You 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 could see Jalen switch positions. Even um, I think they really like Emory. I think Emory's come a long way. He looks good. Um, he's got a good command. All that kind of stuff. So it's gonna be very interesting coming out of spring football. what happens between Felipe Franks and Emory Jones? And I know we're talking about this year's class, which is why you bring up Jalen. I think Jalen, my sense is he's a little ways away. He's really kind of he's kind of that dude that you can do anything with. If he's quick twitch, if you want to put him in there, get him some packages, and play him his four games, and keep his red shirt, that's fine. If you want to put him at slot or at safety or something like that, and he probably makes an immediate impact, mm-hmm. and this is a team that's that's ready to make an immediate impact, they're not they're not building for the future right now. The future is now, um, and so it's going to be an interesting spring. I think Trask gives you enough to where if you have a transfer out, you still feel okay. But I I, think, I don't think Florida's trying to keep any feelings safe or anything like that. I think it is a legitimate Emory Jones versus Felipe Franks quarterback battle in the spring, and I'm not real sure that the guy that comes out on the short end stays.
0: Interesting. Well, you look at the quarterback position, we mentioned Franks, Emory Jones, Jalen Jones, Kyle Trask. We've talked a lot about Carson Beck in the class of 2020. Keep in mind, and you reminded us last week, that Anthony Richardson's already a quarterback that's committed to Florida in the class of 2020. So absolutely, Dan Mullen is filling that quarterback room with a lot of talent.
1: And they like Anthony Richardson. We question was flat out asked of them. You know, you're not recruiting. It's not a situation usually when somebody takes two quarterbacks. It's one guy who is the alpha dog and the other guy who's happy to be there. That's not the situation with these two. These are – and these two being Carson and and he hasn't committed, but, but we were there as if – that's the possibility. And, uh, and and I just his name just escaped me, the other quarterback from Gainesville. Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Yeah. And they were very frank. We love Anthony Richardson's game. We like him at quarterback. We don't like him in any other position. We like him at quarterback. It'll be a competition. Regardless, if anybody comes in here, it'll be a competition. And they showed him a lot of love there. And so they're sticking to their guns of we can't have too many quarterbacks. You know, best one to play It's wide open. Carson, if you can come in and you can win and Emory's our starter, then you know what? You're going to play. Wrapping period.
0: things up here on Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network with Denny Thompson, the hacker, Ryan Green with you. All right, let's put a bow on this recruiting class. Let's say you're right. Let's say they get Kyrie Elam, they don't get Bogle, they don't get Moore, they don't get Mark Anthony Richards. Maybe they add one or two other guys that we're not mentioning on, on the February signing day. How would you assess Dan Mullen's second year as a whole in the recruiting game if he finishes top fifteen, maybe even outside chance top ten.
1: He's gonna to finish top fifteen if they don't get Elam. Um so that's that's a certainty. I think they end up I think they stay where they're at. I think they stay at eleven um, according to twenty four seven. I would I'd give him a, a really high A. And and not even because of the nineteen class, because of the the inroads he's made with the twenty and twenty one class.
0: Twenty class looks
1: unbelievable so right now. If you remember when Dan Mullen was hired and last year when we were all getting on to him about recruiting the word out of Gainesville was look we're not after sizzle we're here for relationships and you're seeing it took a little while but you're seeing that start to happen and and it's not just in 19 the 20 kids are falling into place and you're seeing the 20 kids start to recruit already for Florida in 20. So as a whole recruiting effort for the class of 2019 I'm gonna give him an A because he's gonna end up with a top 12 class and he's probably the odds on favorite to finish in the top three uh for 2020 because this
0: is a gator podcast i think it's safe to say this he's out recruiting willie taggart right now at least for the time being as we sit right now going into signing day february 2019 second year in for both guys mullins beating taggart on the recruiting trail Uh, no question how surprised are you by that
1: uh very very surprised um i mean obviously with the on the field situations this year being what they were that that takes a little bit of the surprise but take us back to this time last year I, I would have been shocked if you'd have told me that
0: yeah so kudos to Dan Mullen on that final thought here on Gator Bites this week brief thought on the Gator basketball team uh, they play hard Denny you know, I think we've said this and quite frankly we've said it a lot and I'll continue to say it I don't think effort is the problem those guys play defense they're with teams for the first 20-25 minutes They played with Tennessee for 35 minutes, played with Kentucky for about 30 minutes. They just don't have the horses at the end of the game. They get tired. The depth comes into play. Other teams just have better personnel that they can just keep throwing at you, throwing at you, throwing at you, and it wears these Gator kids out. I think the three freshmen, you know, Locke, Nimhard, and Johnson are going to be fine. I think Kayvon Allen's really come on. Jalen Hudson's still struggling. Kavarius Hayes will give you an A for effort every time. But at the end of the day, as hard as they try, as hard as they play, there's simply not the talent on this team right now that we've seen in years past.
1: People can call me a fair weather fan if they want to. I just choose not to watch things that I know are going to frustrate me. Um, I'm going to keep positivity in my life. act. Yeah. So yeah. Saturday I was there with tickets, and I was like, Yeah, you know what? I'm going to going home. Mm-hmm. I didn't even stay. I, I just, I, I think if you expect too much out of this team, you're just. It's, it's on you. You're going to be frustrated. It, it is what it is. They're, they're not very good this year.
0: No, they're not very good. Maybe NIT. I mean, they sit 12-9. and nine. You got Auburn. You got Tennessee. Probably got to win one of those games or else it's really going to be talk about the national invitational tournament instead of the NCAA tournament. Denny, what's coming up on the Sports Den the rest of the week before we reconvene next Tuesday?
1: I have no idea. It's a big blur at this point. I feel like we've – both James and I are in this. We feel like we've worked for three weeks straight (laughs) between both jobs. It's a crazy time. So, really, we get in here and we freestyle it. The only thing I do know is Wednesday, Finn McCool's for signing day. Uh, It'll be a lot of fun.
0: That is Denny Thompson. You catch him weeknights (laughs) on the Sports Den on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. I'm the hacker, Ryan Green. You can catch me on XL Primetime every weekday, noon to 3, again on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Denny, enjoyed it, my friend. We'll do it again next week. Same here. Look forward to it. For Denny Thompson, the hacker, Ryan Green with you. Glad you've been with us on Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network.